0: I am recording this podcast from my hotel room here in New Orleans, where I, I am attending the investment conference. So the quality of the sound will not be as good as when I'm recording from my studio, but the quality of the podcast itself will be up to my a normal standards. What I'm going to talk about today predominantly is the FOMC a statement that came out yesterday following the conclusion of their two-day meeting. This was the October meeting, and most people expected that the Fed would not be raising interest rates in October, and that's exactly what happened. The Federal Reserve Open Market Committee decided to leave rates unchanged. Now, remember, I said that they were going to leave rates unchanged in October a long time ago. There were a lot of people who actually expected a rate hike in October. But of course, by uh, the day before the announcement, very few people actually expected a rate hike. But what is amazing is as a result of this announcement, more people now expect the Federal Reserve to raise rates in December than expected it prior to the announcement. In fact, going into this announcement, the dollar was on the defensive. Silver was up about 50 cents. It was maybe, what, a six-month high or something like that. Um, Gold was up about $15. It sure looked like there were people who were expecting the Fed to adopt a more dovish tone in its language. After all, a lot of very bad economic news has come out since the September uh, meeting. And so there were people that obviously expected the Federal Reserve to acknowledge the weakening data and maybe adopt a softer tone with respect to its anticipation for when it would begin raising interest rates but when the fed statement was released there was no such change in language it was pretty much exactly the way it has been and that has now led people to believe that this was some kind of a hawkish statement that the fed is about uh, to raise interest rates they still don't understand the game nothing has changed the Fed has to pretend that a rate hike is right around the corner so they can pretend that the recovery is real. They can't come out and admit that the economy is too weak for a rate hike because that would screw up their whole uh, game about congratulating themselves for what a good job they did. They have to be able to raise rates because that is the sign that the economy has returned to normal. They want to take claim credit. They want to take credit for saving the economy. And they can't do that if they acknowledge that they can't raise rates. So they have to keep pretending and they have to keep making up excuses. You know, I was listening on CNBC and again, Steve Leisman was talking about the rate hike. And he was saying, you know, why can't they just raise rates a little bit? You know, the emergency is over. Why do we need emergency rates? And again, this shows a complete lack of understanding of economics, which is typical among anybody who is a professional economist. Look, the emergency is not over as far as the Fed is concerned because there is no real recovery. They can't raise interest rates at all. Yes, if we had a legitimate recovery, of course the Fed could raise rates. But the reason they're not doing it is because the recovery is not legitimate. And the last thing the Fed wants to do is prove that by actually raising rates. But if they admit they can't, it's an acknowledgement that the recovery is not real. Thus the game. They continue to talk about the possibility of raising rates as if they're about to do it, as if it's actually something that they're considering, and then the markets buy it because as soon as this statement came out, gold tanked. It went from up uh, to it ended up down about ten bucks. Uh, I think at one point it was down fifteen or sixteen dollars, so a huge like thirty dollar reversal. Silver gave up all of its gains. It still managed, uh, I think, to close positive a few cents, and the dollar was broadly higher across the board based on this supposed uh, hawkish statement. But if you actually read the statement, there is nothing hawkish about it. The only thing is that it's basically the same as the, the September statement, when they didn't raise rates in September, and now they didn't raise rates in October. It's the exact same language that the Fed used then. I mean, maybe tweaked a little bit, but the only thing that stands out is an absence of concern, an absence of the FOMC being worried about all the bad news that has come out both subsequent to and prior to uh, the September meeting. And I'm going to get into some of the bad news that came out this week. I mean, all the economic news that came out was bad, uh, yet the Fed doesn't want to acknowledge it. But let me read from one paragraph where I guess this is where everybody is so worried that the Fed's about to raise rates. It says, in determining whether it will be appropriate to raise the target range at its next meeting, right, that would be December, The committee will assess progress, both realized and expected, towards its objectives of maximum employment and 2% inflation. The assessment will take into account a wide range of information, including measures of labor market conditions, indicators of inflation pressure and inflation expectations, and readings on financial and international developments. The committee anticipates that it will be appropriate to raise the target rate for the federal funds rate When it has seen some further improvement in the labor market and is reasonably confident that inflation will move back to its 2% objective over the medium term, none of that is going to happen. They are not going to see further improvement in the labor markets. The labor markets are getting worse. Months and months ago, they were saying we need to see improvements in the labor market, and we haven't seen any improvements The labor market has deteriorated. We are creating fewer jobs now than when the Fed said they need to see improvement. And, you know, there are people out there saying, well, as long as we're creating jobs, that's improvement. No, because the population is growing. We're not even creating enough jobs to absorb The people that are supposedly entering the job market. The labor force participation rate is still shrinking. More and more people are settling for part-time jobs. Those are the other metrics that Janet Yellen has already said she needs to see improve. She needs to see more people working. Fewer people are working. That is the reality. So why would anybody read into these minutes that the Fed is on the verge of raising interest rates? It's not. But here's the thing that's going to come back and bite the Fed. The Fed knows that everybody is jumping to the wrong conclusion. The Fed believes that everybody is reading these minutes and thinking the Fed's about to raise rates, which is exactly what they want, right? They want to preserve the illusion that a rate hike is possible so they can preserve the illusion that this is a legitimate recovery and not a gigantic bubble. But what's going to happen is when the Fed doesn't raise rates and when the Fed ends up launching QE4, the Fed is going to have zero Credibility. They're not going to be able to jawbone the markets up. They're not going to be able to talk the economy up because who is going to believe them, right? It's like the boy who cried wolf. How many times can you cry wolf and still have the villagers come running to protect you when every time they get there, there's no wolf? The markets continue to get ready and expect a rate hike and it's never there. Or maybe it'll be like Charlie Brown and Linus. Although I guess in that in that cartoon he he falls for it every time. No matter how many times Lucy tees up that football, uh, Charlie Brown goes to kick it. Even though every time, as she yanks it away, but that's a cartoon. This is reality. I don't know if the markets are going to be as dumb as Charlie Brown. Although you know, Charlie Brown wanted so much to kick that football. He just wanted to believe that Lucy was going to let him do it. So he took a shot. Maybe that's you know what the markets. The markets so want so much want to believe in this phony recovery. They want to believe it's a legitimate recovery. They want to believe the Fed saved the market. So they want to believe this. Everybody wants to believe that the Fed could raise rates because nobody wants to acknowledge that they can't because that's an admission that everything that they've done has been a failure, which, of course, it is. And again, Lisa been talking about where's the emergency. The U.S. economy is in worse shape, worse shape than it was leading into the financial crisis of 2008. And think about how bad that crisis was and how much worse it would have been had we not had the bailouts and the stimulus. And now think about what's going to happen when this bubble bursts and the Fed's not going to be able to bail anybody out. The stimulus isn't going to work because all that credibility will have been shot. You know, also, what's really ridiculous when it comes to the FOMC and the expectation of rate hikes is now everybody is talking about how important These upcoming jobs numbers are we're going to get the November jobs number uh, next week and then we're going to have the December number. So the Fed is going to have two more non farm payroll numbers supposedly uh, to use as to decide whether or not they're going to raise rates. So now all of a sudden these are very important job numbers, but that's what they've been saying all year. It's always come down to the next job report, which is so so ridiculous. The Fed has not raised rates in seven years they've been contemplating, or they haven't raised them in 10 years. They've been at zero for seven years. The Fed has been contemplating rate hikes for years, yet it all boils down to one or two jobs reports. How is that possible? I mean, if the Fed really wants to raise rates, the next two jobs reports should be immaterial. I mean, who cares? I mean, these things are highly volatile. They can they can uh, adjust them, revise them later on. I mean, if the Fed thinks that the, the jobs market is strong enough to raise rates then just raise rates now. I mean, what's going to change uh, in the next six weeks? Nothing. I mean, even if we get a stronger jobs report, how much stronger can it be? And why would you all of a sudden jump to a conclusion based on one report? You know, the last two, right? We just got the September jobs number and they revised down August and July. So what if the Fed sees a jobs report in November and December and says, oh, based on this report, let's hike rates, and then all of a sudden they revise it, and it's like, oh, dude, if we only had seen the revisions, we wouldn't have raised rates. It can't boil down to a rate hike. You know, if the Fed really was going to raise rates based on the December or November jobs reports, then it should already know it, and it should raise rates right now. Yet everybody is thinking, well, if, they, if it's better than 150,000 or it's better than 200,000, the Fed's going to hike. And if it's under, they're not going to. How can that possibly be? How can the, 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 this decision all boil down to that one number? When meanwhile, we have had month after month after month in the past of stronger than expected jobs numbers, and the Fed did nothing. Now, there are some people that think, well, you know, the Fed has decided it's going to raise rates. It just doesn't want to raise them yet. It wants to do it in December. Why? If they decided to raise rates, then raise them. Why why wait? The truth of the matter is, I think the Fed has decided not to raise rates. That's the only thing that makes sense. It's because they decided not to raise rates that they're not raising them. Had they decided to raise rates, why wait till December? Why be coy about it? Just raise them now. It doesn't make any sense. If you think rates should go up, then raise them. It makes no sense to wait until December. The only reason it makes sense for the Fed to wait is because they have no intention of actually raising rates at all. That's why they're waiting, but they still want to maintain the perception that they're actually considering a rate hike, and that is the only explanation that makes sense for the Fed's rhetoric. Now, let's get into some of the other economic news that came out during the week, including today's release of the uh, third quarter GDP numbers. And remember, this is the first estimate, so who knows where it's ultimately going to be. But they were looking for 1.7% GDP, which is a sharp slowdown from the 3.9% GDP number that we got in the second quarter. And remember, the first quarter, I think, was still negative after they doubly seasonally adjusted it. Uh, But this one came out at 1.5%, so slightly below estimates. And my guess is that they're going to revise this down. I still think 1.5 is probably a little high given all the numbers that have been coming out. And part of the reason for the 1.5% I've been talking about this is that inventories are now not contributing positively, but negatively. They are taking away uh, from GDP. Now, also, the deflator was lower than was estimated. They thought that we would have a 1.7% real growth with a 1.4% deflator. Instead, the deflator came in at only 1.2. Again, less inflation. So if the deflator had been 1.4 as expected, then the GDP would have been just 1.3 instead of 1.5. So by claiming less inflation, they can manufacture more economic growth. Of course, if inflation is above 2%, you know, then you're talking about very anemic growth and it's possible if inflation is 3%, right, the economy is in fact contracting. And, you know, the lower the government can pretend the inflation rate is, the more economic growth that they can create out of thin air. But this is a weak number and it shows a substantial decline and if you go back over the course of this supposed recovery, the fourth quarter is generally weaker than the third quarter. So whatever the third quarter is, the fourth quarter will be lower. And I still think that this year, 2015, could end up being the slowest GDP growth of the entire so-called recovery. And so if the Fed couldn't raise rates in years when the economy was stronger than it is now, how can it raise them now? Especially since we have this massive deceleration and the outlook for 2016 is horrible and it's an election year. So is the Fed going to sit by? Is Democrat Janet Yellen going to sit by and watch the Obama recovery evaporate in his final year? Is she going to allow what happened to George Bush uh, to happen to Obama and pave the way for a Republican to win the White House? Look, uh, Barack Obama's main claim to fame is that he came in to the economy when it was in a crisis and he saved us. What would happen if he ended his presidency in another crisis, maybe worse than the one that he inherited? There's no way Janet Yellen can allow that if she wants to stay Fed chairman and if she wants to see a Democrat uh, in the White House, uh, most likely Hillary Clinton. So what is the Fed going to be doing in an election year with a slowing economy? And I think, again, that unemployment is going to be rising in 2016 and if the Fed couldn't raise rates when unemployment was falling, it sure can't raise rates when unemployment is rising. Let's look at the economic data that came out earlier in the week. On Monday, we got new home sales way below estimates, way below. They got crushed. They were looking for uh, 549,000 in sales. We got 468. 468. That is way below what they were looking for. And making it worse, they revised last month's. From the initial estimate of 552 down to 529 uh so last month wasn't uh as good as they thought and this month was much worse than they thought these are big drops in new home sales and the housing market has been one of the only so-called bright spots left in the economy and now it's starting to dim also this morning we got the release of september pending home sales Last month was down. Analysts were expecting a rebound of 1% in September. Instead, we got a 2.3% decline. This is the biggest drop in almost two years, Uh, December uh, 2013. This is the second lowest level in the year. And now we have back-to-back declines in pending home sales, which is an indication that the housing market is softening. And again, The housing market was one of the main beneficiaries of 0% interest rates and quantitative easing. And now that the Fed is no longer doing QE and just talking about raising interest rates, the housing market is beginning to cool off. And believe me, it would get a lot colder if the Fed actually followed through with the threat to raise interest rates, which is another reason why it won't, because the Fed wants to support the housing market. And the only way to do that is to keep mortgage rates at rock bottom. Because the average American is broke, there's no way he can afford the overpriced housing market unless he can do so with a sub-4% mortgage. And for some people, there's even an adjustable rate mortgage to bring the rate even lower than that. And if the Fed were to start to raise interest rates it would remove that support, and these housing numbers would get a lot worse. In fact, they're going to get worse on their own. The last thing the Fed wants to do is push that trend. In fact, what the Fed is ultimately going to do is come to the rescue of the housing market, the stock market, and the rest of the phony bubble economy by not only not raising interest rates, but by doing QE4. We got Dallas Fed manufacturing. It was supposed to be bad, and it came out even worse. Right, Last month was 9.5% down, minus 9.5 rather, not percent, minus 9.5. They were looking for an improvement to minus 6. Still bad, but not as bad as minus 9.5. We actually got minus 12.7, much worse, not only than expected, but of last month. In fact, the, the entire range of estimates, the low range was minus 7. Nobody thought it would be worse than last month. And it was. It was down at 12.7. So bad economic data came out on Monday. Hey, what about Tuesday? Well, we got durable goods. Durable goods were supposed to be bad. They're supposed to be down 1%, following down 2% from the prior month. Instead, we got down 1.2. But making it worse, they revised last month from down 2 to down 3. So we were down 1.2 from down 3. Not from down two, so it made it doubly worse. And if you uh, X out transportations, they were looking for minus 0.1. They got minus 0.4. But what's even worse is they revised the prior month. Initially, they said X transports, it was flat. But now we're told it wasn't flat. It was minus 0.9%, minus 0.9, big decline. So durable goods orders, horrible, getting worse. All the economic data so far has come out this week, the week that the Fed didn't raise interest rates. It's all been bad, yet the Federal Reserve has not acknowledged any of that economic weakness in its statement. It's almost as if, you know, if they just refuse to acknowledge it, it'll just go away, right? The Fed can just bury its head in the sand and pretend they don't see all this bad data, you know, like the ostrich, right? Hey, if I just put my head in the sand— then you know maybe my my you know I'm not going to get eaten because since I can't see the, the the animals that are attacking me, well maybe they can't see me either. I mean maybe the Fed, maybe Janet Yellen is as dumb as an ostrich. Maybe she really thinks that. But you know I also think that it's all part of their open mouth operations. The Fed thinks that if they just talk about how good the economy is, it'll happen. See, the Fed is trying to influence psychology, the way people think, the way they perceive. And that's what Wall Street is doing. Hey, we see all those bad economic news, but Janet Yellen says everything is fine, so it must be fine, because the Fed is looking at this news, and they're not worried. And so if they're not worried, why should we be worried? Because they're the geniuses, they're the experts, right? The Fed's not worried. Now, maybe maybe they think, well, the economy really is bad, but maybe the people of the Fed don't know it, and what's important is what they think, not reality, because they're the ones- that are making monetary policy. But it never dawns on them that the Fed might be lying, that the Fed may be deliberately trying to paint a rosier picture than the one that they actually see because they're afraid of how their actual comments might impact the market. What if the Fed, what if Janet Yellen actually came out and said, we're very worried about the U.S. economy. We think we're headed to recession. That might, in fact, accelerate the recession. Because now people are going to think, oh, my God, a recession is coming. I better prepare for the recession. How do we do that? I better lay off some workers. My sales are going to go down. I better make sure I'm prepared. Let me batten down the hatches. There's a storm coming. Let me, you know, I better cancel that new order. Maybe I was thinking of building something and maybe I'm not going to do it. Or maybe a consumer. Hey, maybe I shouldn't buy this new car. If a recession is coming, maybe I'm going to lose my job. Maybe I shouldn't buy this new house. I mean, maybe I can't handle the mortgage. Maybe I should keep renting. See, these are the decisions that Janet Yellen doesn't want people making. So what does Janet Yellen do? What does the Fed do? They talk about how great the economy is so that people will make those big purchases. Yeah, the economy is going to be good. Janet Yellen tells us not to worry. Yeah, let me buy that car. Let me buy that house. The businessman. Yeah, let me expand. Let me open up a new location. Let me hire somebody. This is what Janet Yellen wants. And she's hoping that by saying all this good stuff, people will react to it but here is the danger of that approach it's like you know telling an ice skater hey don't worry you know the ice is 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 sound go skate right and now this skater has confidence that the ice can support his weight and so he goes skating and then he he falls you know and drowns in the freezing cold water i mean confidence is good unless it's false false confidence is bad if you have confidence that thin ice is 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 solid then you're going to endanger yourself And so what Janet Yellen is encouraging businesses and consumers to do is to make bad decisions. She's encouraging people to have confidence in a recovery that isn't here. And instead of preparing for recession, they end up getting surprised. By the recession, which makes the recession even worse because people have made bad decisions that they wouldn't have made had they had better information. And making good decisions in advance of a recession will reduce the severity of that recession. But if people have to react, if people have done the wrong thing because they didn't understand, they didn't prepare, then it makes it worse. But again, the Federal Reserve doesn't care about the long term consequences of the bad decisions that its rhetoric causes people or businesses to make. All it's concerned about is postponing the onset of that recession. And that's exactly what happens by encouraging people to act in ways that are detrimental long-term, but in the short run delay the onset of that recession. And of course, when the recession does hit, they're the last to know about it. And then of course, they claim that, well, something happened that nobody could have predicted. And now the Federal Reserve is in charge of saving the economy from the recession that they didn't even see coming. Now, if they couldn't tell that a recession was coming... Why does anybody think they know what to do about it? How can they solve a problem that they didn't understand, right? But no, the Fed doesn't seem to lose its credibility. But, you know, this time I think it's going to because it's got so much credibility on the line. It has gone so far out on the limb to pretend that everything is great and that rate hikes are right right around the corner when they have to admit, oh, my God, we were wrong. The economy is much weaker than we thought. We're completely blindsided. And now we've got to do QE4 in a big way. How can they possibly have any credibility left? Attention, listeners, I have an urgent message for you. We're in the middle of a war. The global conflict is destroying the lives of millions without a single bomb being dropped. It's called the International Currency War, and your bank account has been drafted to fight. The victims in this conflict are our currencies, the dollar, the euro, the yen, the pound. They are all heading to zero as irresponsible central banks compete to see who can print the most the fastest. But there's one form of money politicians and central banks can't destroy, gold.